Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week, we are reviewing Batman, a Telltale series. Batman! Season one, I guess. I'm Batman. Like, they haven't said there's a season two. That's right, but I mean... Yeah, there's going to be a season. I mean, the thing probably sold, like, ridiculously well, like you would imagine. I hope so. And uh, so you would imagine that they're not going to pass up on another chance to do another Batman. I hope so. I mean, who would say, oh, we do story-based stuff, but I'm not going to write a Batman thing? Crazy people. Yeah, only crazy people. Um, so that's coming on later this episode. We're actually uh, we're recording two episodes tonight. Oh, we are. So the one that you hear next week will also be recorded this evening. You'll be uh, you'll be time-traveling back, back to this week with us. Yep. So, uh, John, what have you been up to this week? Um, so, I've actually, like, I in preparation of the two episodes or whatever, I was mm. just like, oh, man, I gotta, I gotta like, stockpile a, a ton of stuff. <laughs> um, so, I've been, uh, obviously, like, playing some Destiny, that sort of thing. We did something really fun. We finished the raid. Uh, did we talk about finishing the raid yet? I don't think we did. Uh, no, because um, we did that this past weekend. Yeah, on Sunday. Yeah, we did it Sunday. Yeah, yeah. And that was really fun. Like, that was a good time. I actually, like, blocked out a couple of hours for it, right? Yeah. And we finished like within an hour or something. And I I thought that was really funny because I was like, oh, it'll probably take like two or three hours. We're probably at the halfway point or something. And no, no, we were were like maybe 45 minutes from the end. Um, but I, it was really fun. It was the King's Fall raid from Destiny, which which you and I hadn't ever done. It's uh, the one that came out with the Taken King. Yeah. Um, Super fun, man. We talked about like, no, did we talk about doing the first part? Because no, because we... I think we, we talked a little bit about it, but like just in a in a small okay. small way where yeah, like, so oh, we had five people rather than six, and we had to really like time out some things. This is the the at least the we haven't played Wrath of the Machine, but this is the largest raid that um, we've played at least. Yeah, and I think I think it's. I don't think Wrath of the Machine is longer. No, it's definitely Wrath of the Machine is a little bit shorter. Like it, it, you can do it faster as long as you know the mechanics. Well, what I like about this was like it, this actually like so if you play the entire, you know, Taken King storyline, this feels like a very appropriate ending to that storyline whereas yeah. Vault of Glass as great as it was didn't really feel like the end of anything. It felt like the beginning of something. It was like the the yeah. it was uh it was almost like completely removed from the campaign in a way. Yeah. Well, and actually like so um the Dark Below storyline. Did I have a story storyline? Uh, sort of. Like, yes, it did. Like, where with with Eris and her group of people kind of going in and and being like, oh, okay, I lost all my my fire team yeah. down in the uh, Hellmouth and all this stuff. So it had a storyline, but then basically the entire storyline was. Crota's a bad dude. You got to go eliminate him, this, and so you were chasing him the whole time through the story. This honestly felt. I mean, this feels. Because from the beginning of of Destiny, you hear about the shrine. Of, you go to the shrine of Oryx, yeah, and you're you're hearing about like everything that that the hive did to the moon, and you end up you know in in uh, dark below fighting Oryx or Crota or, or Crota. Mean. I mean, yeah. and Crota's end, and then that kind of puts into motion why Oryx comes back, yeah, because he was a son for revenge, for revenge, you know, and then like they they tied in even like the like the queen and everything into all of this, yep. Um, from House of Wolves, yeah. and uh, I like this fe- felt like a very appropriate. Like if this had been the ending of Destiny, yeah. if there was nothing else after this, yeah, I'd be like completely satisfied. Agreed. And the funny thing is, so before uh, before we actually ran the raid on, I guess it was Saturday night. I was like 
thinking, oh man, how do I prepare for this raid? And on the character that I was going in onto the raid with my my Titan character, um, I hadn't actually finished the Taken King uh, storyline. Yeah. And so I hadn't really, oh, really like gotten to that quest line point, right? And so I did that. I was like, oh, let me just finish out like on this character. And yeah. so I basically played through the entire Taken King campaign again. Yeah. And it was, you're right, it really does build up to this point. Even after like the uh, the final campaign mission where you do face off against uh, Oryx and like you take him out, mm-hmm. but he gets like, like he basically gets away at the last second. Yeah. And uh and and that was wild like to to face him in this instance. Mm-hmm. It was insane, man. Yeah, I agree. Like I'm I'm excited to go into uh Wrath of the Machine just to kind of see like what what changes from here. Um now obviously we've had the the Iron or Rise of Iron storyline. Right. Um but it hasn't really like it. It like this feels like a new thing. This feels like a new era or whatever. It'll be fun. It'll be interesting to see if Wrath of the Machine feels like a conclusion to yeah. this little section. It's almost like an epilogue kind of thing. Yeah. Um, to the storyline, I know it's all ongoing. Like it's this. Like they're at least they've said early on, like that they want you to take your character you have now into Destiny Two in some mm-hmm. way. Like however that happens, but um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see like whether or not Wrath of the Machine ends things in any way. Like. Yeah, uh, I kind of don't expect it to. I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan of Destiny. Like, um, this is probably the besides like you know Sonic the Hedgehog games or like classic games that mm. you've played like forever. You know, you just pick up every once in a while and play again. This is the the largest game. Now I know a lot of people have like World of Warcraft. Yeah. You know that they played for ten plus years. Yeah. But like, this is the longest game at almost uh, 2014. It'll be this is 2007, so it'll be three years this fall. Yeah. Um, that has continually released content that I've kept up with. Yeah. Well, even I think about like, okay, so Call of Duty, like that that used to be like my yearly buy or whatever, right. but each time it's a different game. Yeah, it's yeah. not the same universe. It's not the same game. Even the ones that are sequels, like those are spaced out quite and a bit. And it feels different a lot of times too. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, and, and even uh, like Modern Warfare 3 felt vastly different from 2. Yeah. And, uh, and so this game specifically, like, the lore of this thing has has even though it was really sparse in the beginning, mm-hmm. they've really built on top of it and made it made it really cool. Yeah. Um. To the point where, uh, whenever on the last story mission, I didn't notice this the first time around in the Taken King. Right. Mm. There, uh, there are these like things you don't have to scan with your ghost, but yeah, like you yeah, can yeah. scan them. But like in the last encounter, before you walk in and face Crota, there are these big like things on the wall, like big big art things like yeah. carved into the wall of the, you the ship. You can scan them? You can scan them. Ah! One of them one of them was Crota. Oh. And the other one was some other person. Oh. And it was like, oh, I don't know who this is. I And the ghost is like, I don't have any records of this name ever coming up. Oh, no. And then you go in and you face Crota. And like, Crota's yeah. in the middle of uh, uh, as his thing. So or- it's like... You mean Oryx? Yes, yeah, sorry. Oryx is there. So Crota, somebody else, and then Oryx. And so I'm like, well, when are we going to fight this other third person? This, this other probably sibling to Crota... You don't you think know. it was uh, one of the the daughters that we faced in the raid? It might have been. I would have to go back and see. Yeah, it yeah. might have been, right, but right, yeah, right. yeah, because like the the Death Singers or whatever they were uh-huh. called. Um, but yeah, that would be uh, that would be interesting. I, I love that in specifically Destiny. My favorite uh, and what has always been my favorite enemy type, the mm-hmm. uh, the the Hive. Um, they're the most fleshed out. Like I liked the fact yeah. that like. They got two DLC drops. Every other enemy, like the Cabal, who knows where they're yeah, the at Cabal, right now? Yeah, like they were the least explained ones. I feel like the the Fallen were explained pretty well in the storyline, right? The main storyline, yeah. Um, as well as with maybe the House of Wolves, you know, where true. you have like these different warring factions yeah. of of the Fallen, right? And then um, the Vex, like they were pretty like. 
they're pretty unknown, but I, I, uh, I, I honestly like the mystery surrounding them. Like, yeah. I, the, the, um, the hive, they have this like deep, like kind of mythological, um, almost fantasy esque, you fantasy-esque, know, fantasy esque, like medieval kind of, um, story backstory. Yeah. Uh, the Vex are more just like, well, they're machines. We don't, Really, not, like we know they have like the same mind. Like we know some. They're like time traveling robots. Time traveling, you know? yeah. But we don't really know what that really means. But I'm okay with that because it's yeah. more sci-fi, and most of the time in sci-fi, like oh, that's okay if you don't understand everything. Exactly, and and that in fact like draws you in even more. Right. And so like whenever there's other missions that will return to the Vault of Glass, like story missions. There's yes. two other ones that, that I can think of. I love that. Yeah, yeah. That was amazing, and even to the fact like there was the one, and you know. Maybe spoilers for the story mission, but it's really fun. Like you, you basically get drawn into the vault of glass, chasing a a guardian's distress signal. Yeah, and it's Toland, which is a person in legend or whatever. Right, and uh, and you go in after this person who went into the vault of glass centuries earlier. Yeah. And uh, and and try to find him. I'm not going to tell. Him Wait, what I thought it was. I thought it was after you, there was some. You were chasing something that happened after you went in. Uh yes, like you go in and you then you get his distress signal. Like they're the Vex were freaking out, and so you're like, oh, go investigate this. Oh, yeah, and then you hear his distress signal. And it's like, wow, what is this? And it's, it, I mean, the whole time travel element of like when slash where is the Vault of Glass exactly, and yeah. like what's going on with the Vex and the yeah. time travel and this stuff. It's yeah, pretty sweet for real. This so this leads me to my biggest hope for Destiny Two. Yeah, actually, okay, my first hope is that it feels the same. Yeah, that it's it's just fleshed out of a game. Well, no, okay. My biggest hope is that it feels the same in terms of like the, the mechanics, because what, oh, what okay. continually draws me back in, as frustrating as everything is, <laughs> or can be, can be, yes, yeah, um, is the way that this feels whenever you play it. The gameplay is this is probably like you, you talked about, yeah, you know, Call of Duty, and I can get pretty burnt out on a Call of Duty. Like the mechanics are pretty good, but then like if they're not great, yeah, I would say like the only Black Ops 2 mm-hmm. multiplayer was great, mm-hmm. and the way it felt was great. Mm. Um, it was pretty stable, too. Like, I think that's the biggest critique I have of, of some of the uh, some of the more recent Call of Duty games. is like, mm-hmm. if you're on a bad connection, it's disastrous. Like, you, you just can't yeah. win. And uh, I feel the same way with Destiny and their PvP, but there's so much not, yeah. like, PvE content in Destiny that I just don't care to ever really, like, if, if it's having a, the servers are having a weird day right. <laughs> in Destiny. So, uh, I, I definitely like don't care. Yeah, like I'm I'm not saying like uh I don't I'm not even I'm not a huge Destiny PvP fan. Nah. But um I say like so like uh the multiplayer on Black Ops two, the single player of Modern Warfare three oh, felt really, really good. Yeah, it did. And Destiny feels really, really good. Like when you play it, you're just like, Yes. Yeah. This is right. Everything's snappy, everything yep. the guns all feel different. Yep. Um and it's enough, you know, variety to to keep you engaged. That's my biggest hope that that continues. My yeah. second biggest hope is that the story and backstory is explained a lot better and presented in a different way. Yeah. For instance, I've got thousands of grimoire cards, <laughs> and there is story content on every single one of them. Am Lots I ever going to go read them? Nah, no. Not a chance. And that's that's sad to me. Number one, someone took the time to put together this thing, the story, yeah. well, and they, I'm never going to read it. They apparently like had scores of writers and like just lore people that were like, Oh, the lore of this, like and even people like every single thing you pick up in that game has a story behind right. it. Yeah. And they know someone knows this over at Bungie. Right. But it's like, tell me, oh, it, was the, it was, um, what was it? I was looking for over the weekend. Like there was some kind of, uh, 
runes or something, and it was like there's three or yeah, there's there's like three of them or something, mm. and uh, I picked one up and it popped a grimoire card, and I was like ah, oh. and like I picked <laughs> another one up and it popped a grimoire card. I'm like, good grief, man! Like yeah. I'm not. I would love for a, whenever I pick it up yeah. to be able to inspect it and read it, or maybe have yeah. the grimoire cards even in game. You know how yeah. like they are in Batman. Yeah, where it's like you just read like a, a short like yes. three three sentence paragraph about yes. each. Yes, like I have my yeah. play session, then I go back through and read. The, Hell, these are the grimoire cards I got. I don't want to yeah. have to go online or look at my app whenever they're buried like crazy and and read this stuff. Yeah, like I would love, 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 love. To have all this lore accessible in game. Yeah. Well, I think like some of the uh, some of the DLC, like w- the fact that like whenever you go back into the Vault of Glass yeah. and Toland is there, it's like Toland was the, like only in the Grimoire cards and on on the name of one gun. Yeah. Like the Toland's legacy gun. But what was Toland's journal? I feel well, like to- that was the thing. That was a thing uh, on the uh, on the Dreadnought. Because it was like Toland. Oh, I'm gonna access to- Toland's journal, and because uh, Eris sure had it was on the Dreadnought. Well, Eris had Toland's journal, and she like. Brought oh, it out to you, yeah, 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 and so right, your ghost right, is like, right. "Oh, Tolan's journal has a lot of information on the hive. But I should read I it." I feel like they re- they referenced Done. it on some other thing, yeah. as well, like some other like explanation for something. Yeah, but that's fine as long as it's in game. It's fine. It makes right. sense. Yeah, yeah. But I like I want everything that's on the Grimoire cards to be sure. like in game somehow. Well, I think like and playing through like having just played through uh, Rise of Iron, you know, earlier this or I guess late last year or whatever, and then having just played through the Taken King again, like. I do think that the Taken King had the most fleshed out story, the most like the the, the story that was the deepest, mm. as well as the story that was, frankly, the the most easy to understand. Yeah, you know, and, uh, and but it had the worst, I think, public environment. That's true. That's true. It was just a confusing place. Yeah. Um, I still haven't explored that entire ship. Oh, I don't. I don't understand it at all. Um. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, so the, the last thing I'll say about Destiny is uh, this week, uh, over the weekend or whatever, I, for the last like three weeks, we've tried uh, us and then you know me and then two of, of the group of few that we raid with a lot of times. Um, we've tried one of the hardest things in the game, and what that is like, there's a secret ending to a, a specific story mission. So the black spindle, right? Yeah, and you go out and, and at the, if you beat this boss within a ten minute time limit, yeah. As well as all of the enemies around him, yeah. they uh, you, you get a exotic sniper rifle. Um, it's one of the best exotic sniper rifles. Do you get it or do you get a game. chance at it? No, you get it. Like it's guaranteed. But did you all get it? Yeah, all three of oh, us. Oh, I didn't know you all got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, we all we I all thought, three got I it. I just heard. I just heard. Sorry, I no, was no. misinformed. You're good. The uh, the black spindle. You have a chance at the black spin, or you get the black spindle for sure, which is the sniper rifle. But then you have a chance at a ship. Mm. Um, as well, like a cool looking ship. Yeah, yeah. Um, didn't none of us got the ship, but we all got the the. That's rifle. awesome. Very cool. It was it was incredibly hard. Like I said, we've tried it like three times, failed every time. I want and, to do uh, it. And so I, we went in this time. I did some research, did some research on like strategy and like timing and stuff, and we went in and did it. So it we also great. tried for the icebreaker. Yeah, and, that one's uh, a random drop. Didn't, didn't, didn't get that. <laughs> That's sad. We'll we'll keep trying. Friday I want the race. black spindle though for sure, dude. The black spindle is nice. I uh, I'm. I'm excited about it because it's uh, it's similar to the icebreaker where if you get it's the whole thing where if you get it's the rapid critical headshots right um, then your magazine hits. yeah critical hits your magazine refills yeah and so you can essentially just continuously fire this thing and it will never run out of ammo as long as you're getting critical what hits. was the year one gun oh the the um, version of it was the although it was legendary before right um, it was off of the Crota raid it was the sniper rifle from the Crota raid I have it let me uh, oh, let me man, find it what is it called yeah. That a was similar one, name. That was, like uh, besides the icebreaker, this is the other like the the best sniper rifle, second best sniper rifle in the game. Right. 
Um, and like what was great before was the fact that it wasn't an exotic and it was a legendary. So you could uh, literally run that and then like a, uh, an exotic primary or heavy or something. Right. Like or like the Gallahorn or something yeah. crazy. You know, I still, I mean, I love like, I mean, there's no way I could even go back and play this um, on, I guess maybe. But unless I put everything down at like low level or something. But uh, I loved running the, um, the scout rifle you'd get with Vault of Glass. Yeah. The what was that called? Oh, the, the uh, so the Black Hammer was the name of the uh, of of the sniper rifle. Yeah. And then um, the Vision of Confluence. Vision of Confluence, Black Hammer, Gallahorn. Yeah. That's man, like you're unstoppable. All at that fire point. damage, and you're just gonna wreck people. Yes. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Destiny, Destiny, man, <laughs> still rolling on it, man. Still <laughs> rolling on Destiny. It's great. It's kind of weird that we're talking about it still. I know, and 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 I'm this excited about it, you know, still. Yeah. Um. Something else I've been up to, I watched the first three episodes of the show Riverdale. Oh, yeah. Was it on the good? CW. It's good. I mean, it's it's the Archie, uh, the Archie Comics characters. Yeah. Um, in, you know, a more mature, like, CW show setting or whatever. Right. Um, definitely got, like, I mean, I haven't seen, I've only seen, like, clips mm-hmm. and, like, bits and pieces of, of Twin Peaks, but it's definitely got some Twin Peaks vibes as far as, like, mm-hmm. a mystery, you know, like a murder mystery kind of going on. Mm-hmm. Um and so, I mean, I'll, I'll probably like keep watching it, but it's kind of one of those that I'll run out of my shows or like whatever, and then be like, oh, there's Riverdale. Let me yeah. watch that. You know? So it's not like the thing that I watch as soon as it gets, you know, posted yeah. online or whatever. So yeah. you can watch that on the CW app. Um, I think the first three episodes and then the fourth episode will be this week. So, nice. um, but it's fun. It's good. I, uh, I mean, not much else to say about it other than that. So nice. Yeah, what have That's you awesome. been up to this week, Chris? So I've been watching a lot of the uh, the Best Picture Oscar nominees. Mm. Um, we'll talk about those more next yeah week. Yeah, um, but yeah, so I've been I've been doing a lot of that. Um, Saturday I was or uh, Sunday we were going to and uh, go to watch. We were going to watch two, and uh, we got up and the dishwasher was broken. What? So I spent the. Uh, was there Early. water everywhere, or like, uh, what was the brokenness? It wasn't draining water, so oh. like, if you kept running it, or water would go everywhere. Would it be like soapy water? No, it was just water. Okay, like rinse. Well, it just wasn't draining. Yeah. So I mean, it had food in it. Like I had to take the whole thing apart. Of course, I've done this before. It's gross. And man. yeah, it's terrible. Um, but uh, yes, so fix that, and then went to go see that. Um, but uh, the thing I was going to talk about was I uh, on the Xbox Live for uh, deals with gold. They have uh, three different um, packs of pinball FX2 tables. Mm, I saw that you were playing that the other day. Yeah, like yeah. It was, uh, you were online. So um, I was, I was sitting I there thinking, that. and I was like, how much money have I... I think I've spent like 20 or $30 on this game at this point, but it's been over over a couple of years. Like I think I, I got that game um, the first time uh, whenever uh, the Xbox One launched, like around, the, around that time, whenever it came out. And uh, and I've just kind of bought, bought tables whenever they come on sale. So uh, there's one group. It's Bob's Burgers, American Dad, Archer, and Family Guy. You can get for five dollars. It's fifty percent off right now. All of them except for Archer. Those other three tables are amazing. Yeah. And like the Bob's Burgers one, everything's That's like really cartoony. Fun. That's and, super fun, and uh, and so like even the like the flippers and the ball, it looks like a cartoon kind of, dude. And uh, it's yeah, like it's super cool. Um, and it has all the voiceovers and all the like. There's stories with them. 
it's amazing to me. Like pinball is such a simple, <laughs> simple game that you know, and and even like the, the physical tables or whatever. Like yeah. they're so, so simple, but they're so much fun. I know, and they like they will never go away. Well, they're addictive because it's like you know you, you lose a ball, like ah oh, man, I was so close, you know, like. Yep. Because there's all these different like things to do. Yeah, the different combinations that you hit yes, things. Yes, and so uh, yeah, I t- totally recommend, especially that pack. I, played, got, I bought the like Women of Marvel pack, and then I I'll probably pick up um, before it goes off sale the uh, Alien pack, or it's like Alien, Aliens, and Predator or something cool. like that. Um, but I just I, I love those games. Like I don't know why. Like and I go back to them like every now and then, and I'll play them. Well, so there's like uh, there's pinball effects, and then there's like what Zen pinball is that the other one? That, yeah. Like there's two like that are made like the big well, ones. I think I think this is the game because I'm pretty sure I, we can double check this, but I think that pinball FX two is made by Zen Studios. Interesting. So it's the same people. Basically. Yeah, that's it's cool. the same pe- people. And I, really cool. I think this is the main line, the main pinball line right now. Well, Cause I was reading about, um, reading about somebody like that designs some of the levels for mm. these. Right. Mm-hmm. And, but they also oh, yeah, like yeah. design physical tables right. as well. And it's like, so like they obviously know what the, what's going right. on here. And like, that's just amazing to me that you can create these like digital tables and then create physical ones based on like them or like other designs, whatever. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. And, and some of them, like, I mean, I have a lot of the star Wars tables. I have like the South park tables, um, a couple of little regular tables I bought. Um, but you know, some of them are just like, uh, this table is just <laughs> crappy, man. Like, it's just terrible. Like, there's a lot of them that there's not much to do. And there's a lot of empty space in it. Or, or it's like just unbelievably hard to hit these ramps or whatever you're trying to do. Yeah. And uh, those aren't the most fun to me. Like, what I love about Pinball FX2, the, the UI isn't pretty and it's kind of confusing at times. But the one thing they do right is... Um, you have like all the different like uh, categories of tables. So here's the Marvel tables. Here's the Star Wars tables. Here's the animation tables. Yeah, you're Fox right. It's tables. the same people, by the way. It's the Zen Studios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and they have a favorites tab. Oh, that's so awesome. like, for instance, I put those three, you know, mm. those three tables out of that pack I liked. I didn't put yeah. Archer in there because I'm like, I don't really want to play this again. You're like, ah, oh, this table was dumb. Yeah, so I put those all in favor. So I know, like, whenever I come back in there, like, if it's been a while, like, oh, yeah, that table was awesome and yeah. those sucked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you don't ever have to think about those ever again. No. The ones that you don't like, no. you can just ignore just them ignore completely. Them. <laughs> it's amazing. I remember whenever we were kids, the first pinball table that I ever played was a Terminator 2 pinball table mm. there in the uh, the Christopher Dairy Queen. Oh my gosh. That's oddly specific. It was. And I remember like looking at it and like being uh, and then, then dad being like, Oh, you want to play it? And I was like, Yeah, I'll play it. And so I remember playing it. And it was uh so yeah, super I mean, fun. At some point in my life, I want a pinball machine. Like a real one. <laughs> Be awesome, dude. Yeah. Super fun. I'd, I feel like I would become the master of it. The pinball wizard, if you will. <laughs> Isn't that an Elton John song? I think that's just a or song. A, I think a it's song? A, it's definitely a song. Who sings pinball wizard? I'm gonna I'm gonna find out. <laughs> find out for us right now. Okay, once I become the pinball wizard, then we must play that song, and I will have everyone call me Mr. Wizard. <laughs> I love it, pinball wizard. Let's uh, let's see this. Uh, it's the Who, man. Oh, the Who. I love it. I love it. I want I want to hear. Well, the lyrics. Ever since I was a young boy, I played the silver ball mm. from Soho down to Brighton. I must have played them all. That's the first lyrics. I want to so. hear the song now. I know, I know, but it's uh, but we can't play it, Chris, on the podcast. Mm. Okay, maybe we can. Hang on, let me find it. <laughs> <laughs> um, something else. So last week after the show, hang on. What? What? 
I'll listen to it on oh. my own. Oh, yeah? Oh, you want to hear it too, though, don't you? No, it's okay. It's, uh, we'll, we'll, it'll be okay. I'll, I'll play it out loud here for us. But, so after the episode last week, whenever I was talking about uh, Fire Emblem Heroes, yeah. the uh, mobile app, yeah. you played it for quite some time. Have you played I, uh, yeah, it since but, then? Yeah, but not to, to the same extreme. I kind of like went all in there right after the, the show and played it for what, like two hours? Oh, yeah. You were, you, you played it. What time did I leave? It was after midnight when I got it home, and I was like, I like, sat there way too long. It was definitely like 12, 15, and Good you were like, grief, man, I'm, I'm, I'm still playing this thing. I'm waiting for my uh, my stuff to, to recharge or that whatever. That was a mistake. Because you, know? like, you can play the thing for like two hours nonstop yeah. without like having to recharge your stamina. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, you that totally was, did. I totally did. Um, what was I going to say? So you haven't played it since then? I haven't played it. Well, I have. I feel like we should uh, we should go to our next segment. I know this song. Yeah, totally. Yes. You no, know, you absolutely know this song. Everyone knows this song. It's the all pinball right. wizard, man. Awesome. I'm gonna listen to this all weekend now. Oh yeah, dude, just jam on it. Yeah. You should like play it every single time you like you go play, to play play pinball. Uh, play pinball. <laughs> no, no, they should have paid for the rights to it. And- <laughs> Somebody that probably the, that has. should be the start screen. Somebody probably has paid for the rights to it <laughs> on a pinball game, and so nobody else can anymore. I recommend that game though, because like you can, I think you start off. I don't know for sure. I feel like you start off and you can get it for free, or maybe it's five dollars or something like. But like the tables, like if you just want to pick up a couple tables or something, you can usually find them on sale. Like yeah. every every few months they go on sale, and it's like this is a. I mean, I'm sure maybe max I've spent like twenty or thirty bucks on it, but. It's no more than like $10 at most at a time on some tables. You know what they should do? They should create a Sonic Spinball pinball table. Oh, my goodness, dude. (laughs) I wonder if that's available anywhere. I don't know. It might be. I would have to look on like the virtual consoles or something on Nintendo and see if it's there. But but yeah. Well, Chris, Mm. we've got the Batman review. Okay. But first, the news! The news! The news, Chris. The news. So... Do you want to start? I got I got some like toy news, and I've got a video game news. What Speaking do you want to start of with? toy news, oh boy, when do our uh, our rebels pop boxes get here? Uh, I think it's in March sometime. Okay, um, so that should be like probably the middle of March. Okay, um, super super pumped about that. The uh, the old Darth Maul exclusive. Yeah, super fun. Um, well, let's dive into the toy news then, Chris. Okay, so first. Relating to something we were talking about earlier, Destiny. Yes. McFarlane Toys is releasing a series of Destiny toys. I saw that. Um, the, the the first picture that they showed was uh, was three. It was the, a warlock, a titan, and a hunter, the three main classes, mm-hmm. dressed in different garb. The titan is in the Vault of Glass gear. The warlock is in the King's Fall raid gear, which we actually were yes. just talking about earlier. And then the hunter is in the Iron Banner gear. I think it's Iron Banner year two gear, actually, uh, if you want to be specific. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so... These toys, they look super fun. Uh, McFarlane toys, I, I've, like they're they're becoming a bigger name in the toy industry, and they yeah. do really good work. Um, For sure, I'm, I'm very excited about this. I'm probably gonna get the Titan and the Warlock. Um, Titan because I loved the Vault of Glass gear. I love the way that it all looks. Looks like a Vex kind of armor, and then the uh, the Warlock because that's my primary character. Um, it actually comes with uh, the black spindle. It looks like. Um, it comes with a sniper rifle. It looks like the black spindle. So, um, but yeah, dude, th- these things look amazing. Um, other toy news. Will you be picking up any? By the way, will you be picking? Yes. Up, uh, so like, uh, well, so what, what I'm hoping with these. So like the way that they phrased the release is like, oh yeah, you know, uh, something about customization. They talked a lot about customization and 
I'm hoping that's so like they have very specific outfits on each one of those. Yep. Hoping that they have different versions of each one because like I don't really want the Iron Banner gear Hunter, but I want a Hunter yeah. maybe with like Vault of Glass or um, the Dark Below gear. Yeah, I mean that would be that would be sweet. That'd be ideal. Obviously, like the Vault of Glass gear is some of my favorite stuff. Or even the Queen's gear. So, yeah, that would be amazing. And so yeah, the, what their their actual uh, I think this was an exclusive IGN um, reveal. Like this is what they were talking about. So McFarlane says, "quote They have." Uh, let me see 10 inch figures out how tall they are and role play items. So they have like little guns and things like that that go in their hands. Um, I think they talked about how many they would release that. These are the only the first three of like a, a bundle uh, trying to find that information. If there is any of that, um, let me see. Yeah. Okay. McFarlane will be introducing this initial wave of toys and, uh, yeah, so this is the only the first wave. So I imagine however well this wave does, they do, uh, you know, they may do more. The quote from McFarland Games is, quote, detail, depth, and customization. That's what Destiny gives its players, and that's what made it the biggest new video game franchise at launch. Uh, owner and CEO of McFarland Toys, Todd McFarland, said this. He says, with our upcoming Destiny line, fans can expect that same amount of detail and customization that we have built our own reputation on. So yeah, the detail and customization, that sounds like a, a kind of a cool thing. So maybe, uh, maybe, maybe have some other options. Um, I would love some of the enemies as well. Like uh, having a little Vex would be really cool. Oh yeah. That'd well. be cool. Um, yeah. Very cool. Um, also in toy news, Chris, here's something that big that, that dropped the, uh, the first, I guess it's the packaging for the star Wars, uh, the last or Jedi. Oh yes. Um, was released and so there's a there's this an is, image yeah, this, is, this is less um actually toy news than it is actually movie news yeah it's like star wars news yeah so there's an image at the top of the box that has finn ray and poe and uh, really finn kind of looks the same he has yeah. i mean the only thing different it looks like he has kind of like a han solo-ish kind of like shirt on underneath a jacket ray is that still a pose jacket that he's wearing there or is it a different i, I can't, I can't tell, tell. Like the, the coloring i can't tell exactly yeah. like what what tone it is so yeah I mean, it looks similar yeah. you know possibly um ray uh has her hair like long hair down yeah. like on her shoulders that's pretty cool holding the lightsaber still hold, hold so the lightsaber that, that bodes well yep and so and then um poe has the most drastic difference in that he's wearing this like really odd kind of helmet it almost looks like a a racing kind of helmet it has the rebel symbol on the front, yeah, and then like some kind of crazy symbol on the earpiece. Yeah, it's got some other markings along the sides. It's the same kind of color scheme as like his uh, fighter and and yeah. uh, like the paint job on on his X wing was before. But yeah, you're right. It looks it looks quite different. And it's got uh, a it, chin strap. Yeah, it looks like it looks like either a chin strap or a microphone kind of coming down there. Yeah. So you know, depending on what that was, I, w I was mentioning uh, before we we went on the air that. Um, Kind of reminded me, like if if that is in fact a chin strap, kind of yeah. reminds me a little bit of like Anakin's uh, pod racing helmet. Yeah, because um, he like had the chin strap down Which there. Would be awesome stuff, so. if there's some pod racing. That'd be amazing, Chris. What if they were like, uh, all right, Poe, you got to race in the big race. That's right. The loser leaves the galaxy forever. <laughs> you and Kylo Ren. <laughs> Dude, dude, that'd be so fun. <laughs> that'd be like, that'd be amazing. Like Kylo Ren just getting angry the whole time, like at his pod racer. <laughs> but I like the fact that, you know, like it kind of, I mean, it, it honestly, it's, it's more, um, I feel like representative of the first, the original films, uh, four, five, and six, where like all the characters kind of, they have different looks in each movie. And yeah. it, it depicts, you know, like the passage of time, definitely, but like uh, tonally, I feel like, uh, 
what they're wearing or their hairstyles fit the different movies. You know, Leia's hair changes in every one, or and then like in some of the celebratory things, it's, it's done differently. Um, Luke obviously matures over time, so like <laughs> I'm, you know, I think that's probably what they're they're trying to depict with like uh, Ray. I would assume, and yeah, the only one that didn't didn't change in the original, like Han Solo, really like basically same outfit. Yeah, that, almost, I mean that's true. Almost the entire time, maybe like uh, different like types of pants. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but, but like he's basically the same. That's true. I mean, he's also older. Yeah, you know, that's like true. more set in his ways. Well, and you think about like I mean, scruffy looking nerf herder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, he was such a. Uh, his look ties so closely to how his like attitude is, and so the fact that like he's he's so unchanging. Yeah, you're right, set in his ways that his outfit like I can't see Han walking into a uh, to to a space you know mall <laughs> and going, hey, I'm gonna pick out some new outfits, Chewie. You know, True. yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So then the last piece of news that I wanted to bring up, um, let me see, was okay. So there's there's two more things. Chris. Okay. The first being, both of them are video game related. Um, the first is there's Splatoon 2. There's going to be some, uh, some uh, what they're calling a, quote, global test fire, which is basically like a demo slash beta um, from okay. Splatoon 2 on Switch within the first month. So this was something that like, Splatoon 2 is supposed to come out in the summer um, on Nintendo Switch. Nintendo Switch launches on March 3rd. On March 24th through the 26th, there are like time slots, like hour-long time slots where owners of the Switch can uh, can play basically a beta of Splatoon 2 for free. Hour-long time slots? Yeah. it's uh, They did this for, for the original Splatoon, um, and it was like over the course of a weekend, and they put them like in a weird times. Like you could hit all of them but i think what they intend is like just to get at least one of these within your time zone like that actually kind of works for you um so you know make sure that if if you are planning on getting a switch you check out the times that sort of thing i'll I'll definitely be checking out at least one of these um and just give splatoon 2 a shot because it's an intriguing game i never played any of the first one um it it got rave reviews that sort of thing so uh yeah i I, i'll be excited to try out splatoon 2 the last Piece of news, Chris. Before we move on, yeah, I bet you this is in response. I'm sure they did it with the first one, but I bet you this is also in response to the criticism that there's like, besides Zelda, not really anything much at launch that people care about. Splatoon is one of those games I think people like. It's one of those games that people will pick up and like possibly buy the console for, mm. yeah. um, because of how popular Splatoon One was. Yeah, and uh, getting the demo out there early. Just makes people like, well, I'll just pick it up early then. Yeah, it, it incentivizes people to go ahead and pick it up. I also think it's a, uh, it's interesting that we haven't heard anything about their like online infrastructure that sort of thing, but they obviously have to have all of that worked out by yeah. the end of March. You know, I was anticipating True. that they probably wouldn't have much online stuff until uh, Mario Kart launched, and that's yeah. in April, like late April. Does Zelda have any kind of multiplayer? Like, can you join worlds? I don't think I have no, anything. It's pretty much just a I single a, player game. I should have read. I have a Game Informer sitting at home. And the entire cover story. It's like oh, nice. a ten page cover story is on Zelda, Breath of the Wild. I, I mean that's two that's like two weeks away, man. Like the uh the, we're gonna be playing the Switch in like two weeks or so. It's, it's crazy. It's pretty insane. I'm very excited. Um I no no idea what to expect, but I'm pretty excited. The last piece of news, Chris, I'm also excited by. Call of Duty. Uh we have some info on the next uh the next insta- installment installment yeah so coming out uh from the tuesday earnings call with activision ceo eric hirschberg i'm reading this from uh from forbes um the quote is 
that developer Sledgehammer in 2017 will take Call of Duty, quote, back to its roots, mm. end quote. What well, could that mean, Chris? It could mean World War II. Yeah. It could also just mean back on Earth. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I also think, like, I mean, you think about, like, that could mean any number of things from setting to gameplay, you know, because yeah. I, I think about the last... Uh, when was the, I guess Ghosts was the last game that didn't have like an exosuit or like superpowers or anything like that going yeah. on with it. Um, so potentially it's taking it back to, to kind of that style things. They may be looking at um, information based on like the install base, like who's playing the Modern Warfare 3. Yeah. Uh, or not Modern Warfare 3, or 3, sorry, Modern Warfare Remastered, like who's playing that multiplayer right. versus who's playing, you know, like which one are people more interested in this year? Right, well, um, so, so what's interesting is, like there's a couple things. Number one, uh, Battlefield did this, you know, with Battlefield 1 last year where they went back to World War One. Um, it's kind of like alternate history kind of thing. Um, but even before that, Machine Games went back to World War Two with Wolfenstein. That's true. And uh, you kind of see this trend, like there was a trend moving forward, like let's, okay, let's do modern stuff, and then... They just kept going forward in the future, and I don't like. I think if you go like, if you offshoot it in, with something like Titanfall, I think that makes sense. Yeah, um, I've had fun with the uh, the Call of Duties with the exosuits, but like, it's not it's not the most fun I've had with them. You know, like right. I like classic like Call of Duty. Um, I'm not saying you have to go all the way back to World War II, but I I hope this means a couple things. Number one, it'd be cool to go to World War II again. Yeah. And no exosuits, just classic Call of Duty gameplay. I also would love if they got rid of the zombie mode that's in every single game this this like now and uh or a horde mode of some kind and brought back Spec Ops. Yeah, so the uh the the kind of Multiplayer slash single player missions, like single one off type of things, where uh, where you can kind of go in and, and do that. I, I don't know if I see them doing that. Um, and they never did it in this time period, and that would be awesome. Like that would be you awesome. Know, go infiltrate uh, the you know Hitler's lair or something like that. You know, Dude, like and and that's the thing like about those uh, those missions was they were replayable in that like whenever you would be able to do them as single player, then multiplayer, and all mm -hmm. of these things. So I don't know. I I just think about like. The way that they've been going at Call of Duty, they, they usually attach to something that's popular. And then the zombies thing with, um, obviously, Treyarch developing it for like Black Ops um, 1, Black Ops 2, is super popular. And so they're like, oh, yeah. let's just do that in all of them. Because they, they tried out, I think they did the uh, the horde mode, the zom or the uh, the aliens yeah. kind of horde mode that one time. And then that didn't necessarily attach to people, so they just yeah, decided, let's make everybody do zombies. Was that in Ghosts? Um, that was ghosts. Okay. Um, and it's, I don't know. It, it, it waters it down. It does. It, it makes, it makes the, uh, makes the, the, the Treyarch ones less special. Like yeah. by the time we got around to like black ops two, I was so ready to play like some more zombies. And like, by the time we even got about into black ops three, I was so ready to play some more zombies. And For so, sure. you know, I, that, that novelty kind of wears off over time if, yeah. if everybody does it um i am excited to see what happens with it man i, I from a gameplay perspective um the exosuits like i don't know it, they they bring some novelty but there's like everybody's doing that and whenever everybody does it again it waters it down a little yeah. bit so let's Agreed. see what happens with that that's the news batman i'm batman all right so we're going to talk about the uh, telltale batman a telltale series um We'll do a brief spoiler-free section because we've talked about this uh, to some extent up to this point, but we can reiterate some of it in case people haven't been listening the past few episodes. Yep. Um, 
So this is classic Telltale. If you played any of the Telltale games, it's uh, like basically an adventure game. And I only got one of these. <laughs> Playing, pulling some cards over there. Yeah, some Star Wars card trader. <laughs> I think I wasn't. I, I wasn't back into it until uh, about four you, seconds ago. Yeah, you just got me back into it. <laughs> I did not just get you back into it. You saw something on Twitter, and that got you back into nope, it. You got me back into it. <laughs> it's all my fault. <laughs> now you're gonna sit here until like uh, you know till till one a.m. No, or I just blew all, all my credits playing that. Oh, uh, there you go. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, this is uh, Batman, though, and we're talking about the Telltale series. It's a classic Telltale game. Um, so it's, it's an adventure game. Like, there's not a whole lot of gameplay in terms of, like, you know, moving around and stuff. Yeah, but it's not like you're shooting is, anything. This is the most variety that I've played in one of these games. Oh, really? And the fact that there are dialogue sections where you're choosing, you know, what, what to say, and people will remember what you say, but there's also these kind of puzzle elements where you're... Um, uh, connecting clues to each other, and um, which actually, like I, at first, that those kind of sections, I didn't want to do them, like uh, during the first like episode or two. Yeah. But then as the game progressed, like I totally got into them. Yeah. Well, um, you get used to like what's happening, right? You know, it's kind of jarring at first, yeah, because it, it it pulls you out of what you've been doing, right? Um, and I think it happened so far along in the first episode that it was like, okay, it didn't introduce it. It's kind of had established itself, and then it suddenly put you in that. Yeah, suddenly it was like you were playing a different game. Yeah. Um, but uh, it has that, and then it has like some fight sequences where like you have to you know, input commands yeah. um, uh, in, a, in a timely fashion. And, and uh, some, I, of those, some of those were like they didn't matter, and then yeah. others, like they definitely did. You know, some of them would, would make you reset, but obviously like the, the resets – the thing that I, I was appreciative of that they didn't take very long to like get you yeah. back into it. And it didn't set you like at the beginning of that sequence, it set you right before the yeah. moment where you lost it, you know? What I loved about this game was that it was a very, very unique story. We'll talk about that in the spoiler section. Yeah. Uh, but this was uh it, they didn't like just rehash some other like Batman storyline. You know, they uh they they took the the world of Batman and like recreated it in a uh, in the in a unique way. Yeah, and I, I think <laughs> so. Secretly, one of the most unique and 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 cool Batman movies. Because I mean, there's a lot of sequences where you're just kind of like watching and choosing dialogue choices and things. Um, and it's like it was one of the best Batman stories, like yeah. that on a visual medium. I'll, I, I'll say it that way. I'm gonna like go on a visual medium where you're like where you're watching something happen on screen. Yeah, um, it was one of the most intriguing and, and original Batman stories in a really long time. So in the new Fifty Two reset, there was the Court of Owls. That's what this reminded me of. Yeah, reminded me a lot of Court of Owls and. Um, Definitely has those vibes. It didn't doesn't have the Court of Owls in it, but you no. know what I mean. Like it has. It, it was a uh, th- that was uh, I think one of the more recent. Um, Batman storylines that were that felt unique. Yeah. It was like, okay, you kind of turned things on its head here. Yeah, um, and I felt like that's what this did. Mm-hmm. And I'm really, really, really happy that they did it. I'm really looking forward to the next one. Um, we'll talk in the spoiler second, but I definitely say, if, like, if you're a Batman fan or a DC fan, like, play this game. Um, I agree. The, I I think like the only thing that would hold me back from recommending it, the yeah. only thing, and this is the first Telltale game that I've played, like, yeah. a, at all. 
Um, the only thing that would hold me back from recommending it is like there are some technical hitches. Yeah. Like uh, there were moments where the the audio wasn't matched up sometimes with like what was going on on screen, like some sound effects, and then there were some moments where it's like, well, why is this music uh, playing? And then all of a sudden it would cut to transition mm-hmm. to the right music, and it's right. like, oh, you know. So there are like some technical technical problems with the game um, from a from that standpoint, but that they were few and far enough in between to where it didn't lessen my enjoyment of the story. Yeah. And so, you know, it's almost like a a tale of two different games here where it's like, man, the story and the gameplay was, was really cool. They're, they're really nice ideas that were, you know, delivered upon, but there are technical glitches and and that sort of thing that kind of also, you know, detract. Yeah. I mean, I, I would, I would say like, uh, just, well, first of all, I don't really play Telltale games for the gameplay. Right. I play them for the story because right. the stories have been what's powerful. Um, especially like I've always talked about like Walking Dead season one, where it's like I'm literally I literally cried at the end. Like that was the first video game that made mm-hmm. me just cry. And um, so I play these games like for the storyline. My my only other like Telltale games that I've played are the first two seasons of The Walking Dead on Xbox 360. And I don't know if it's the jump to Xbox One or if they've kind of gotten better but nothing in here like actually made me like fail like before right. yeah, there would be like a technical hitch and you wouldn't see a button prompt or something like that that would then like kill you and send I you see. into a, like a loading screen and you're like why i don't even know how i died <laughs> you know like i don't know yeah. what happened like did a zombie bite me whatever you know but i didn't have any of that with this yeah. so like <laughs> you know you're comparing like like Really bad technical difficulties too. Like okay, yeah. you know, like subpar technical difficulties. But <laughs> yeah, I guess like, and that's why I say like, I this is the first one that I've played, so it's like I don't know, I don't know how this may be improved yeah, on so, their engine I mean, or whatever. This is the best one that I've played. There you go. There you <laughs> so go. So we'll just say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. But, that's fine with me. Like what? Okay, okay, didn't lessen my enjoyment no, of the of the story. Yeah, that's what to say. Like as no. I was about to ask you, like as a you know not playing one of these before, like did did that like did it affect your your enjoyment no not at all i mean i had to i had to like back myself up like it, I, it snapped me back to the fact that like it's like oh well this is this is a game yeah. this is you know i'm not this isn't a movie this isn't a cartoon like this is there's running in an engine <laughs> like there are things about this that are you know gonna be be strange sometimes yeah and that's okay like it would just snap me out of it for a second i'd be like okay i'm back yeah. in you know well, that's the thing like uh, so i would always they actually they've also improved now that i'm, I'm thinking about it they've also improved like whenever you actually go into combat and there's a bu- button prompt yeah uh, improved the amount of time that it takes takes mm. that they give you to actually press it mm. or um the the uh the response time there's a lot of stuff in the the first two seasons of the walking dead where like literally like you get like attacked out of nowhere for instance and you literally have like a split second to hit like b and if you don't hit it you get bit you <laughs> it's kind of one of those like are you paying attention exactly kinda moments and you're well, like because, no because half the time you're not because yeah. you're sitting there watching this thing transform Right. Transpire. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, a, uh, something will happen and a button prompt will pop up. Like, oh, oh, oh. And then, yeah. like, you press it. I yeah. mean, a lot of times I would find myself and my hands weren't even on the controller anymore. Yeah. Like, I was, like, you know, taking a drink of water yeah. or petting my cat or doing something else. I was appreciative of this one. Like I said, like, there were no, like, there were there were only a few, um, like, complete failure moments, like, where if you didn't, mm. like, there were some where it's like, oh, if you miss, like, a couple like in fighting. the sequence yeah. while you're fighting, it's okay. And especially in the first, like, episode or two, it's like, you could basically basically just watch those. Yeah. Um, and 
it's like you know you wouldn't quite feel as good about it yeah. but and it, in fact gives you a rank at the end based on how much of the uh how much you actually got yeah um and so and i actually got a pretty high score i was happy there's, about there's that. definitely there's definitely fail points I, I have noticed like if you fail like one or two or three then it's like okay the next one you're gonna die <laughs> if you miss the next just one makes it makes it uh, yeah make, it goes to easy like, mode you're just you know? you're just terrible <laughs> um and and so yeah like I thought I thought this is what the the best uh, Telltale game that I've played, cool. and again, ringing endorsement in terms of the story. Agreed. It's one of my favorite Batman stories right now. Very cool. Um, some other things, like one other gameplay thing that I wanted to mention before we get into the spoilers. Yeah. There are like it's it's a great Batman story. It's also a great Bruce Wayne story, yes. and there are moments that you can choose who you want to do something as. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like oh. Well, I, do you want to do you want to approach this situation from a Batman perspective, mm-hmm. or do you want to approach this situation from a Bruce Wayne perspective? And they're you know, and they're very different. And so I'm like, I, it's it's interesting what I chose and like yeah. the different times that I chose what thing. Yeah. And uh, and I, it's I'm it's a really to cool. Talk about that in a second. It's a really cool thing. I think like there are other choices that we've actually talked about before tonight, and we haven't talked a lot about it, like the back half. Have of we this talked thing. about that this, these choices on the podcast, or I think it was just. I think this is the first time we've talked about a lot of these choices in the podcast. Exactly. And so, so like it'll be interesting to see what we choose, but there are drastically different things that can potentially happen yeah. based on choices that you make. Right. So um I, I appreciated those things and especially the Batman Bruce Wayne aspect. Because yeah. those like that choice is so core to that character right. and very cool. The uh like the example that I love, if you've ever listened to uh kind of funny um and in their podcast, Greg Miller, he talks about like the Telltale games and that this is like it's like a it's like a paint by number kind of thing where it's mm. like the lines are there and the the general framework is there and yeah you may start at one point and end at another point and that's set but like how you color that in and how you get there yeah. is all your own um, of your own choosing so like whether yeah. or not you're a jerk or you know you're mean to alfred or like you know all this other kind of I mean, stuff you can go completely like you know you can insane and you i mean it's batman and you super can, dark you can get really crazy with it like, like we're talking really like really vicious the, some of the choices are like you know you either beat the heck out of this guy and break his arm and all this other kind of stuff or you don't you know like, yeah those are huge drastic differences, but the end and beginning, like the general thing will be yeah. the same. And I really like that description. Exactly. And I, I think like, there's not just two choices either. There's like a gray area right, between yeah. that you can kind of go back and forth and like, you know, ride that line. And the, like, I'm interested, did you, there's a, like a, a shot at the end where it tells yeah, you what, picture of it. I took a picture of mine too. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to go over like yeah, yeah. what type of Batman were we yeah. and how, what similarities do we have yeah. or what, you know, differences are there. So I should have taken a shot of like all my choices the entire time. Oh man. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I didn't either. Mm. Now, um, so many choices too, though. <laughs> True. Um, all right. So, Chris, are you mm. ready to spoil this? I thing? am. All right. We're gonna spoil this thing, and we're gonna we're gonna count it down, man. If the, the, the spoiler clock's going down, do you have a spoiler ready? I do. Okay. So we're gonna gonna spoil this in five, four, three, two, one. Throw out a spoiler. Thomas Wayne is evil. <laughs> That's oh, so like when we're, we're talking about throwing things on its head. Yeah. Um, uh, that's the main one where it's like, okay, we have like this is a a Gotham City, a Batman story where um, he finds out that his father Thomas Wayne, uh, founder of Wayne Enterprises, was in cahoots with Falcone yep. and Mayor Hill, yep. and they as like the three of them kind of just bulldoze their will and impose their will on Gotham, and they throw throwing people in Arkham. That weren't that didn't need to be there, drugging them to make them insane, um, stealing people's land. They killed some people, killing man. Killing people, yeah. 
it's interesting to me, like that all along the way they're giving you choices. Like Batman is given the choice of like, you know, denying it or, or embracing, you know, this or like apologizing for it. Like all along Bruce, the way. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Bruce is given those choices to like in, in the public eye and everything. Yeah, yeah. And so it's interesting because I started off and I was like, nah, man, that can't be right. And then yeah. as we kind of got going, I was like, no, nah, this, there's so much evidence. I can't, I can't deny it. And that's like going through that journey as a, as a, as a player, as the character that you're, you know, embodying yeah. and, and making choices for on the on the screen like that was such a cool parallel man i, I yeah. don't know man it's it, it felt really real well even at the end they don't give you necessarily the uh, ability to flat out deny it but they like they you can be in denial about it yeah and not say yeah this is true or yeah. anything like that but like yeah you go from you know not only you have the, you go on the same journey as bruce does from like Man, uh, no, this is totally not true. Like my parents didn't do this; they were yeah. good people. To yep, um, I have a sketchy past, or my family does, and I'm sorry. All I can do is move forward. You know, right? Kind of thing. And, right. Um, it was a great framework to place in which to place the rest of it. Where, like, I love the fact these are the th- the major things that I see that like these are kind of like things that turned on its head. Like, I love the fact that Harvey became mayor. Yeah, and um, and then had to deal with like the two face side of him. I love the fact that like in your version he he looks like two face, <laughs> yep. and in my version he didn't. Yeah, because you made the choice. There's a, a point where you can make the choice to save him or save Selena. Right, and uh, I chose to save Harvey. Right, and you chose to save Selena, both yeah. for like different reasons. Yeah, both like it's interesting, like those choices, those split second decisions, like yeah. what you decide to prioritize really becomes apparent. See, I for some reason like I remembered the conversation earlier. Whenever and I think maybe I selected this, I don't remember. Um, but like we had a, a conversation where um, I said something about Batman said something about it, it being dangerous, and she said, "Well, we're you know we're in it together or something like that." Yeah. And I'm like, "Well, if we're on a team." I just have to trust. She said something about taking care of herself. Right, right, right. And I was like, well, I guess she's going to take care of herself. So I'm going to I'm gonna save Harvey who can't take care of himself. Yeah, and then on, on my side of things, like I, throughout the entire game, like whenever it, it was a choice to go like take out the people with guns yeah. or like, or go physical with somebody, I would always prioritize the people like th- with the guns because it's yeah, like, yeah. man, that is, like anything can happen in that instance. Right. It's like you can, you know, any <laughs> anything can happen whenever the, it comes to like, you know, things start, bullets start flying, yeah. you know? And so like there was a, a, a situation, uh, I think shortly after the whole like you uh, you take out the dudes with guns you know t- that are going after Selena or yeah. you go after you know the person smashing um, I, it was a TV monitor or a light fixture or something like that yeah, something. onto Harvey yeah um, and there was a situation after that where there's a detective who is under fire yeah gunfire docks yeah at the docks versus like uh, Harvey Harvey who's attack. in a uh, who's in a limo about to be like in a car wreck uh-huh. and I was like well obviously I go for the guns like yeah, that's yeah. Uh, you know so like well, it you was, go for the yeah the the yeah the 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 the, the, the detective one who's lone under fire. detective by herself exactly and it's like you know, I just figured like hey you know let's just eliminate the the most threatening mm-hmm. thing from the equation right yeah. now because I figured Harvey would probably be okay whenever he's getting you know getting something hit onto his I face, was just but. hoping that like I would make it to him like later you know I was afraid <sighs> yeah. like if I leave her alone too much she's gonna die yeah and I don't know what happens if you don't go there because neither one of us did that yeah yeah but, um there's other like choices like that like late in the game yeah. um that are really interesting as well and there was one specifically right at the end mm. um that I I made and I literally questioned it and I was like what the heck you which know? one it's the one where you're not you reveal yourself to oh, yeah. uh, what you to do? Lady Arkham I did yeah so uh what happened so the you know lady arkham uh, that backstory is really cool we'll talk about that in a second but yeah. um 
Yeah, she says, you know, like, I'm going to kill Gordon unless you reveal yourself to me. Or, or no, unless... Uh, Alfred. Al- Alfred, sorry. Yeah, not, not Gordon. Alfred. And, uh, yeah, I took off my mask. I was like... Yeah. I have to. It's it's wild. So I actually watched a YouTube video of what happens if you don't. What if you don't? If you just attack her, the same thing sort of happens, but you know how at the end of the game, like, you get your ear, like, yeah, damaged off, or whatever? Yeah. Alfred loses, like, his eye. <gasps> whenever uh yeah it's eyeless well like he's he has like an eye patch and stuff i mean it's like it's it's like i made the right call i definitely made the right call in my mind like i wonder if uh in season two like alfred will just have an eye patch the whole time yeah because like the way i framed it was like dude you know this dude this this guy uh batman is a selfless person you know and, and bruce wayne is a selfless uh hero right and so you know obviously if it comes down to this you're gonna, you know, you're gonna be selfless, right? And so that's why my Batman was selfless there and uh, and did that. But did you go to uh, to Wayne Enterprises to take care of the guns, or did you go to? Uh, th- I went um, to the house. You went to the house. So Harvey set my house on fire. Really? Yeah. So he, I mean, he burned Wayne Manor. Ma- Wayne Manor. That was again another one of those situations where I prioritized like the uh, the guns versus the technology. So, so what was, happened to y- your technology? So my technology got hacked. Oh no! And uh, and got taken out. And uh, so I didn't have technology or my like updated suit or anything so, like that for the for the final encounter and like you know that really sort of thing. yeah. So how did you take out take out Cobblepot? So that was the other thing. So the other, the other thing it turns on its head like so there's uh there's Cobblepot. Um, he shows up and you were to ta- childhood the friends. The penguin. The penguin and your childhood friends. Yeah. And it's like, okay, that's kind of crazy. That was so weird. Uh-huh. And, uh, and so like he kind of knows you real well, but he gets underneath your skin. Mm-hmm. And um, it was really kind of cool, like his relationship to Lady Arkham, who like she was Vicky Vale. Yeah, the most being, interesting twist. Is Lady Arkham. And uh, she uh, she's after the Waynes, basically, and Gotham because of what um, – the uh, Thomas did to, uh, I guess her parents in her Arkham, birth parents, yeah. her birth parents, and then she was tortured and abused as a child uh, by the Vales. Yeah, that was wild. I mean, and and that whole situation was was wild too. Like whenever you're investigating that crime scene and mm-hmm. you run into the uh, the other other child other, that's other there kid, and stuff, yeah. and man, it's it, the the whole game, like the way that everything develops, it it really plays with your emotions and like turns things on their heads a lot of times. Yeah. Where at the end of an episode all of a sudden it'll be like wait a second is this you know is that real or is that fake you know yeah. the whole joker situation as well the joker is in it yeah so you go to um, you go to arkham at one point so like um thomas wayne or we'll back up bruce has had been supporting uh, uh um bruce had been supporting harvey and then bruce's name gets run through the mud because of his parents. Yep. And then uh, he gets expelled as CEO. Cobblepot gets put in, in as CEO of Wayne uh, Enterprises. He's uh, Bruce had just taught, has, uh, given a speech basically stating that, um, that he was being taken out against well, his will. Well, you could choose whether or not you to could. say that. Yeah, true. Or you could choose to go ahead and just go with it. Be like, ah, no, I'm stepping down. It's it's all cool, though. You know, everything's yes. fine. Everything's fine. Then Vicky Vale stabs him with uh, this um, uh, this what is it drug yeah it's a toxin yeah, a toxin that um the uh the children of arkham have started using like yeah. this terrorist group that have shown up and he attacks cobblepot gets thrown in arkham and then the joker he meets the joker and yep. the joker is this like pre-joker joker right um we just don't know who this we don't, is we don't know don't why know he's in there yeah we don't know his name i don't think he i think his name was john john well, doe it was john doe but yeah. th- that's what they call him but like right. he's never given anyone his name and he's like the model you know prisoner or whatever at the end they even showed at the end he's out of yeah. arkham um and 
he uh, he befriends you, and he tries to get you to uh, agree to owe do him, him a favor. Yeah. Yes. Did you? No, of course no, not. I didn't either. What's funny about that one is that's the one. Um, that that's one of the decisions where I selected something, and then like what I thought I had read down there was mm. not actually what he yeah. was saying. You know, it was a uh, it was very ambiguous. You know, because yep. I was like, I think there was one option that was like you're never getting out of here or something like that. And I was yeah. like, yeah, you know, only tell him you're never getting, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep you in here or whatever. But like whenever I did it, he's like, sure, I'll do a favor for you because you're never getting out of here. And I'm like, no, no. So I had uh, to like, I had to back out and then re- restart that yeah. checkpoint. I will say that th- that kind of stuff was also less this time around because yeah. yeah, in the walking dead, a lot of times it would be like it, what it would say you were about to say is not what you said at all. And like, not even like what I thought the meaning was. Yeah. And, that's the if I was gonna complain about one thing, it's it's that like once you're once you get locked into an answer or something, the only way around it is to immediately quit out of the episode and relaunch it at the last checkpoint, which is kind of frustrating. And sometimes those checkpoints, like there was uh, that decision for some reason, the first time I like whenever that happened and I quit out of it, yeah, I reloaded back in. It tried to put me at the beginning of that episode. Oh uh, no! And I was like, no, that's like twenty five minutes ago. Yeah. But then, uh, and so I like I quit out of it for the day. I was like, I don't, I can't play through that. Uh, you know, yeah. whole twenty five minutes again. Then the next time I reloaded, it started me right before that. And so it was, uh, I don't know if it was like an updated checkpoint or yeah. like something like that, but um, maybe something wasn't saved to the cloud correctly yeah. the first time I did it. But um, most of the time they were pretty close with each other um, whenever you had to do that. But I only had to do that maybe two or three times, especially like I did the first episode. I think I played through the entire thing like twice yeah. because the first time that I did it, uh, I just kind of like was trying to figure out what the game was like and that sort of thing. I even wanted to purchase the rest of them. Mm. Um and then whenever I decided, yeah, I do, then I wanted to get my like my Batman yeah. the way I wanted him. And yeah. so, you know, we went right there. Yeah. Um that, like honestly, all it would take is like a just restart at last checkpoint item in the start menu. Yep. You know? <laughs> it doesn't need to be anything more complex than that. <laughs> yep. Uh, that would just do as it. long as I don't have to quit out of the whole thing and load back in. Yeah. Well, you think about like those moments, like they're the few moments where you did like didn't do a prompt correctly and you did yeah. like die. Um, uh, it, it will give you that option of being like, oh, you want to restart this from last checkpoint. And so like if that option was just available to you no matter what, then yeah. that would be probably the most ideal situation. Yeah. Um, something that also that I, that I loved about this story um, was like the Alfred mechanic, like yeah. him playing more of a role. We talked about that with like the Lego movie, mm-hmm. uh, the Lego Batman movie, um, where like he played a role in that. And he played a, a role in this and like was a part of the action, even if he was a captive in the like the last uh, mm-hmm. the last encounter. It was he was still like there, and I thought that was a really cool twist and a really cool thing. Well, this is like they always imply, you know, that Alfred raised Bruce after his parents died, but you never really catch that relationship in the right way even mm. even in the Christopher Nolan movies you don't really catch it you kind of like kind of do on on Alfred's side of things in yeah. terms of the emotion but you never really hear Bruce reciprocate that same kind of emotion and um, you have the choice to the option to this time you can be really cold toward Alfred if you want to this is say, all true you know this is your fault you should have stopped my father and all that kind of stuff or you can be like you know what you did the best you could with what you did and I love you and you, yeah. you're the reason I am the man I am and yeah and I don't blame you for anything you yeah know, that sort of thing so that's the route I took yeah me too um, you know but, but again that's the relationship side of the relationship we haven't seen before is Bruce's love for Alfred yeah yeah, and I think like the whole Bruce side of things with uh, with that encounter, and then also with uh, with like 
going as Bruce to some of these encounters. Like yeah. whenever you, like I, at the end I showed up to, there's a, the, there's a press conference after everything's said and done. That's like, Hey, we're going to rebuild yeah, the so city. Let's fill in the gas, gas real fast. So yeah, like, yeah. you know, uh, um, you get out of Arkham, um, you have to go take out, um, both Harvey and Cobblepot. So Harvey's blowing up a city block. My goodness. Um, you have to go like stop him. Yeah. And and Cobblepot has taken over Wayne Enterprises. You get to go stop him. He's he's finally found like the Wayne Tech. Yep. So and where did the- you stop him at? Like this is my question because you, you I chose to go back to the mansion. So my mansion is still you know not burned yeah. down. But I chose to go to the mansion um, and uh, and stop um, Harvey. But you chose to go stop Cobblepot. I, yeah, so you go to Wayne Enterprises and stop Cobblepot. So how did you take down Harvey? Then? Well, then you go. He's still at your manor. He set it on fire and all that kind of stuff. Interesting. And, um, he's taking hostages and he's demanding that Bruce show up. Or he said, he said if Bruce doesn't show up, he's going to kill somebody. And if Batman shows up, he's killing everyone. Hmm. And and so you show up as you you get the option, I think, to go as Bruce or Batman. Interesting. And then I, so I went as Bruce to try to change his mind, hmm. and uh, he still killed a couple people. Jeez, that's crazy, man. <laughs> but, but yeah. Well, so where did where did you like on the same locations, just different times? No, so like I went to the mansion and stopped uh, stopped him. He stopped uh, Harvey. He didn't kill anybody. Okay, um, no every, Everybody got away. Wow. And uh, and but then the other situation was that left Oswald to like hack all my gear and all this mm-hmm. stuff. So I had to go take him out in uh, Cobblepot Park. Oh. And distract him. Like I, you could either approach it. Oh gosh, I just punched my mic. You could either approach it as Batman or as uh, as as Bruce. And I went as Bruce because I was like, oh, okay, really, man. Yeah. I feel like I would have gone to Batman because at that I point. was like, man, if Batman shows up, like I, he like. Oswald had uh, had demonstrated the capability of being able to take out my suit. True. And yes. so I was like, man, if Batman shows up, it's you know could potentially be over. So I might as well go as Bruce and try to like you know, get under his skin or something. So I teamed up with uh, detective Gordon mm. and distracted Oswald and long enough for detective Gordon to like, uh, take down the drones and things mm. like that where they were flying around. So it, it was, uh, it was a really interesting, interesting encounter. I didn't do very well at distracting him. Like you were supposed to get him angry and stuff. Yeah. And like, I guess I didn't choose the right things, things to, to like really get under his skin. Yeah. So, uh, in the process, I think like Gordon got, uh, like his arm hurt or something like that mm. at one point. And, and so there's that, uh, small change, but that really didn't affect anything going forward with the story. So, yeah. um, I was happy with how, how all that turned out. Yeah. That's really cool. weird, man. So that's awesome. the, the then you know you take both of them out and you're still left to deal with uh, Lady Arkham and so you start going through like okay what was this investigation thing what was Cobblepot doing at Wayne Enterprises and you yep. kind of investigate that then you you look at um, a file that you had pulled of hers and that's whenever you find out okay she was abused she, that's why she killed the veils um, and then uh, where oh then she where how did you get how did we get down into Oh, was, we went to Arkham. Yeah, because um, she kidnapped, uh, yes. kidnapped uh, Alfred. Alfred. She kidnapped Alfred um, and uh, brought him to Arkham, and because she wanted to hurt Bruce by killing him, um, but she also like, I don't know if she realized that that Batman would show up, but Batman shows up. Yeah, and you have this epic fight, and it was awesome. Yeah. Really cool. Really, really cool. Like, it's, you're in, in the catacombs underneath Arkham, and the whole place starts caving in, and uh, and then you uh, you end up defeating her. Yeah. Um, yeah, then you have a press conference. Like, Gordon has been promoted to police commissioner because the commissioner was killed, and you uh, you show up as either Bruce or Batman. I showed up as Bruce. I showed up as Bruce as well. I, 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 I had debated that one for, like, the longest time because yeah. I was like, man, you know, like, I feel like, 
I could go either way with this. You know, well, like right at the last second, they threw a monkey wrench into what I was thinking too, because I was like, okay, so like Batman during the day, so Batman wouldn't necessarily be that appropriate right now. Let me show up as Bruce, and then they were like, the the uh, Alfred says something like, you know, maybe uh, maybe think about who you truly are. Yeah, which which, which is one's the mask, the mask? Yeah. and which one is the true you? And I'm like, well, and then but it doesn't really even clarify like. Which one are you saying should show up, the mask or the real person? Right. You know? And so I just went with my gut. And I'm like, I've been having all these these crazy public um, appearances recently anyway. I might as well just at least like show up as Bruce, show yep. my support for the city. Batman doesn't need to be liked anymore. Like, no. you know, he's he is what he is. So I'll just stick with that. Yeah. Well, I mean, in fact, you say to uh, Selena as she leaves town earlier, oh, man, like, yeah, you, I forgot about that. you talk to her about the fact that, like, I, I, you know, Batman can be whoever they want him to be. If they, yeah. if they need to hate me or if they need to hate him, then they can hate him, you know? Yeah. The, uh, yeah, we forgot, forgot about the whole Selena sub- subplot. So basically, like, um, she's in town. Uh, we find out at the end, you know, to, at least what she says, to steal a piece of Wayne Tech, and um, it was a, a a key, like a, a skeleton key that can get in any door, any lock, and any Wayne Tech lock, any Wayne Tech lock, yes. Which makes me be like, okay, what is she stealing it for? Where is she trying to get in? We never answered that. Who hired her? Maybe who hired her? And I'm like, okay, could this open up the larger DC universe? Like. Is he, she trying to get into like the Justice League mm. layer or something? You know, like something else that Wayne Tech protects. Interesting. Or if it, it involves another hero or something like that, um, which would be really cool. Uh, so along the way, she's Harvey's girlfriend, and then uh, she ends up like uh, saving you, or you end up saving her whenever she's like with the with uh, Lady Arkham, and. And then um, she ends up saving you too at that yeah, same time. Yeah, you yes, because so. you get all beat up and like hurt yeah, and all that stuff. She takes you back. Um, the two of you can you have the choice to either like kiss her or not, and like all this kind of stuff. But either way, to romance her or not, romance her. Yeah. Either way, you end up like because you're hurt, you end up spending the night at her house, and then Harvey shows up the next morning and gets really, really angry. Yeah. And so uh, she moves out of the apartment. You tell her you can either bring her to uh, Wayne Manor or not. I brought her to Wayne Manor. Me too. Um, and then she ends up leaving because Harvey's still crazy. Um, then you find out all the stuff. Like and she, she claims didn't... to like feel guilty about it yes. too. I mean, I, and by say claims, I believed it. And then so. like out of nowhere, kind of like I guess this is kind of like where I'm like, oh man, that that kind of fell apart. Is like out of nowhere. Then she has this key that you gotta go find. I'm like, okay, well that really didn't lead. We didn't lead into this well, you know. Like explain yeah. why why all of a sudden are, are we getting a ping on this like Wayne Tech? I don't yeah. really understand that. Um, and then that's where she says like she came and honestly kind of like it boned me out. I'm like ah, you know, like that kind of like to me cheapens the storyline. But at at the same time, there's those unanswered questions, and I'm like maybe you know d- did she. Have feelings for him, yeah, or not? I don't know. Selena's kind of either way. Yeah, I mean, I think about like the fact that like we've branched so far away from a lot of the other characters from the comics and like their backstories and the way that those characters are on other aspects. But like her character, I mean, that is kind of straight out of like the comic books. Yeah, and man, whether you choose like you can choose to like believe her or not. Yeah, um, or to believe that there was there was more between you or like more more good on her side or not. And that's also like a kind of a subplot of a lot of the the interaction that Batman has in the comics with uh, Catwoman. And so, like, you know, the idea of, like, she's a really, you know, a, a kind of a gray area character. She represents the gray area for Bruce and, mm-hmm. and the gray area for Batman. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I liked the fact that that was in there. Yeah. I do think, like, it was... You're kind of right that, like, 
her character was necessary to the plot and in order to move a lot of the things forward with with uh with both harvey and with uh lady arkham mm-hmm. but like the wrap-up of that kind of subplot thing felt a little bit like either shoehorned or like you know just a little bit unsatisfactory yeah. and so hopefully that 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 is playing into season two like hopefully that is like the, the one... unresolvedness i feel right hopefully yeah like maybe like i hope she shows back up in season two yeah hopefully that's the catalyst for whatever season two she is. knows bruce is batman right now like you know there's alfred and selena yeah like the two of them and you wonder about the joker too. like you wonder a couple of times yeah like, so like the, mm. the the uh and i also wonder so like at the end you know you give this press conference and then like this guy gets <clears> in this <throat> truck and tries to run you over up on the steps crashes in right. the steps of uh wayne enterprises and then it cuts to the joker and he's he's oh bruce smashes this guy against the, the truck that's right the joker sees that and he uh says i don't know what he says but he says like basically you know he's intriguing bruce or something like that right. you know and uh, implies like uh, like to me I was like did Joker send this dude to crash into the steps just to see what Bruce would do exactly yeah I mean I, I think about I think about that like I think about the two um, the two loose threads in this yeah. like where hopefully that both of those are the uh, the catalyst for uh-huh. uh, the season two like they jump right into it like mm-hmm. pick up right where those left off and it's selena yeah and you know who who paid her to steal this device and was that really what she was doing or was it like oh just opportunistic kind of a yeah. thing or uh, or and then also the other loose thread is the joker he's yeah. out and he potentially like knows more than he says because right. the, the idea of like him knowing who lady arkham was mm-hmm. it's like how did you know that and mm-hmm. so there's a lot there's a lot going on with that character that we haven't even got, gotten to. Um, I did love like the, the kind of like how charming the the Joker was in this. Yeah, I mean, again, he's the he's a model prisoner at yeah. Arkham, you know. So and then there's this underlying threat of violence as well. <laughs> yes, yes, always with the Joker. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, you know, like there's been a couple things that I've either talked about with people or I've read recently where talking about um, the Joker in particular, where like he he's 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 basically the perfect villain, you know. Like he is uh, willing to go to such extremes, but yet he's also very relatable. There's a humor there that helps balance the 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 brutality, right, and the violent side of him, right. And uh, and so like, but I but I I also like I'm super happy that. They didn't start with the Joker as an right. enemy with this episode or this season. Yeah, um, they brought him in and kind of introduced him like here. So I, I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised. Like I say, we do three seasons of this. Yeah. Um, if they didn't, we didn't face him until season three. You know, yeah. Like, if he has a piece in, similar to the way the piece that he played here, but mm-hmm. like the, a piece in uh, in season two, or then, t- or to me, even like, what if he took over kind of the Selena role where. He has these, like, he's got his buddy Bruce, but uh, at the same time, he's after Batman, you know, and, like, you don't yeah. really know, like... It's, it, like, that whole wild card, I, I love the idea of, like, him being more involved, because the entire time, especially, season, like, episode four, like, was where you dealt with him, the, like, and you know, choices and this sort of thing. The whole time I was like, so wary of making the wrong choice. Yeah. And to the point where like, whenever I made a choice and then what came out, wasn't the choice that I thought I was making. Like I was so horrified that I, quit and i restarted you know it's like <laughs> yeah. you know i, I uh, restarted from the latest checkpoint so i mean it's it, that dynamic for you know and that stress level almost for for long periods of time with the you know with the, uh i guess two season two of this um 
would be interesting. It would be. Mm. Uh, do you anything else, Chris, or do you do you want to rate this? I thing? want to rate this. All right, what do you rate this thing? I'm gonna give this an man. It's a hard one. I almost wish like I could rate the story separately from the uh, the game because like again sometimes the the oh, we the can so let's let's give it an overall score then we'll rate it. You know, so like I, yeah, if I, I was like gonna that. give this an overall score, I'd give this an eight point five. I was gonna rate this based on the story, I'd give it a nine. Yeah. If I was gonna rate this on the the gameplay, I'd probably give it a seven point five <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, I'd probably a little bit more extreme than that where I'm, I'm sitting right on like the eight line for the average like uh-huh. total, and then nine definitely for yeah. the for the story, and then about a seven for some of the yeah. uh, some of the gameplay hiccups. Yeah. Well, this has been a long time coming. It has, man. We've, we've been talking about uh, this game for, I feel like, a couple months now, or maybe a month. Since yeah. Christmas. Since Christmas. Yeah. So, a uh, couple months. I'm excited to uh, to see what happens next. <laughs> I hope that it doesn't take forever. I know. I hope because this is the thing. Telltale makes all these games. Yeah. But they're like they make so many games. This fool's got a Guardians of the Galaxy one somewhere. They've got a like, Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy one coming out. They're they're about to come out with uh, season four of The Walking Dead. Yeah. Is that what it is? Or season three? Yeah. Uh, they've got Game of Thrones that they have done before. I don't know if they'll continue with that necessarily. Uh, the uh, Tales from the Borderlands did really really well. So I I'm almost sure they're coming out with another season of that at some yeah. point. This Batman, they've got Minecraft story mode, which did really, really well. So I think, I think they'll do that. Aren't they supposed to have like an Avengers one too, or something? Uh, like I don't that? remember, I don't dude. Know. Like They're, they've got so many, so many. So like uh, that's yeah, I agree. Like they, they've. Uh, I could see in 2019 something coming out. Yeah, that would or make sense. Like late, um, late 2018, which man, that's a long time to wait. That's but, a really long time. But, for, for these kinds of stories. But that's okay. Yeah, I mean, and I'm glad that these came out kind of rapid fire. And it's where, really just like the fact that it's just so good. I'm like, man, yeah. I would just, I mean, I would continue right now. Yeah. I mean, you think about like, you know, comic books, like they're monthly. And it's like, yeah. they do take a really long time to tell a single story, but yeah. they're monthly. And so yeah. it like keeps you rolling. Whereas this, it's like, there's going to be a huge gap, I feel like, between this and season two. So, um, yeah. Chris, next week yeah. on the show. <laughs> which we're about to record. Which we're about to record. Um, we're going to be talking about... A lot of different stuff. Yes, so, some of the Oscar movies. That's right. We're gonna talk about. Uh, we're gonna review the Apple AirPods. That's right. And anything else? Um, I don't believe. I mean, I, maybe a pick of the week. That's right. Okay. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the next week, the week after that. Yep. We're gonna be doing. There's a Logan review. I don't know if you're gonna be in town for that one. Right. So we may have to get some special guests. Yes. For the maybe Logan. I can, maybe I can do a call-in. Logan review. That'd be that'd be fun. You'd have I mean, to not see for the, the whole review. review. Yeah. But... You'd have to. You'd have to uh, to to kind of give some thoughts. Yeah. yeah. That'd be fun. And then the the switch comes out like yes. the day that that episode airs. Yep. And uh, and so we won't talk about the switch until the following episode, which probably will be our 200th episode. Yep. 200 man. We'll have a big bash. We'll have a lot of people here. We're in, inviting them as we speak. Yeah, and uh, we'll uh, we'll make it a big switch slash stay on target two hundred party. It'll be fun, man. That's it for this week. You can find us on online at stayontargetpodcast.com on Twitter at chrisright two five zero and John Wright seven seven seven. Please go to your podcast service of choice. Review us. Leave us uh, some glowing reviews if you love us, and some bad reviews if you hate us. <laughs> no one, no one hates us. <laughs> So I'm okay with that. I don't know. There might be someone who hates us. To us but if you hate us, then why are you listening sure. to us? That's true. Tell you, your friends about you've us. You've made it 70 minutes into this episode. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.